Welcome to Creative Mind Living, a podcast for people interested in personal growth based on the principles of Carl Jung, neuroscience, and Eastern philosophies. We are your hosts, Deborah Maldonado and Dr. Rob Maldonado, founders of Creative Mind Coaching. We're back. We're back. Is your um, intuition awakened, Rob? (laughs) So before we get started on our topic today, I wanted to have a brief talk about something relevant that Mm -hmm. we recently saw on YouTube. It was on uh, James Corden has this carpool karaoke. And if you haven't seen it, it's really wonderful. He interviews a lot of people, uh, famous singers, and they sing in the car. Mm -hmm. And he did one with our favorite, Paul McCartney. Sir Paul McCartney. Sir Paul McCartney. Yes. And he was telling him about how he really got the inspiration for the song Let It Be, which we all love that song. Yeah, it's uh, definitely a classic. And they were talking about how uh, it's lasted for so long. Mm-hmm. It's been relevant for so long. And he was always thinking at the time that when is this going to end and how, you know, how long am I going to hang on to this fame? I mean, they really didn't expect it to hang on that long. And he said he had a dream and his mother had passed away and she came to him in a dream and she said, don't worry about it. Everything's going to be all right. And she said, let it be. And she, he said he woke up feeling this sense of calmness and peace. Yeah. And in those those moments we have in our dreams, we really touch that, what they say in Eastern philosophy, the nectar of immortality. <laughs> right. Or as Jung would say, the collective unconscious. Mm-hmm. And so there's so much available to us for uh, a part of us that's guiding us and that's uh, able to communicate with us, whether it's through dreams and visualizations and our everyday mind, that today we're going to talk about intuition. Yeah. And so that was a segue into our topic for today. (laughs) One of my favorite topics. How do we access that? How can we consciously have experiences like Paul McCartney? Yeah, everybody has intuition, uh, um, including moi. (laughs) Um, But the question is, how do we know it's intuition or if it's our ego mind? So let's talk about that a little bit. What is intuition? A lot of people think it's that gut feeling when I have that gut feeling, I should do something or not do something. Yeah. How do? What is intuition? How would you just define it? Yeah, I think everybody has an idea of what it is. Mm-hmm. But if you ask them to define it and how it operates and how it works, they probably would come up short. Mm-hmm. Jungian psychology has a very definite idea of where intuition comes from. Uh, what is the source, how it works, how how you can use it, all Mm. that. Uh, So first of all, you have to understand two pieces of the psychology. One is the ego. And the ego is our internal voice Mm -hmm. and uh, the center of our awareness in our everyday survival mind. It it helps us make sense of the world. It kind of narrates our activities and, and kind of keeps track of stuff. So it's those every everyday thoughts we have and how we identify ourselves with the way we, we're thinking. Yes, and it's a very personal mind. It, mm-hmm. It's got a history, and you can trace it back to childhood and all that. The other piece is the the collective unconscious. Ooh. Now, this is unique to Jungian psychology. Freud didn't go there. Most of the psychologists that followed 
did not go there. Jung was the only one that really uh, developed this idea of a collective unconscious mind. Mm -hmm. And uh, it it is what most people call the psyche. Mm -hmm. The, uh, you know, psyche translates as soul in the Greek. And it is what most people would call the soul. But Jung wanted to develop a psychology that accounted for the soul. So I think of, to make it easier for people to visualize, is the collective unconscious, we're on this ocean of consciousness we're all a part of, that we're all connected to. And then the individual wave on the ocean is our individual self, our expression, our soul, or uh, coming out of that ocean. That's not separate, that still contains and, and has access to the whole and then that little bubble on the foam on the top of the wave is our ego. And ego is so tiny and fragile, and it can burst at any moment. But that's really, if we think about when we're trying to make a decision from that little tiny bubble, not very effective. But we have access to this collective universal mind that we're all connected to, that we all came from. And that is still within us and still accessible to us. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> but, okay, so what does this have to do with intuition? So if yeah, you what think does this about, have to do? Well, let's go back to ego. Mm-hmm. It's got very powerful defense mechanisms, mm-hmm. which means... Uh, the ego w- has. Yes. When you're about to make a decision, it's going to use those defenses often to maybe stop you from making a decision um, or talk you out of it because you're moving out of your comfort zone. So basically when you're saying talk you out of it, it's getting that ego's getting the information from past experience. Yes. So what you're really not feeling is intuition. It's more like instinct, like you have this like instinct to protect and survive. Yes, and, and this is just an example, but you know, there's uh, obviously decisions where they're easy to make, mm-hmm. and we we just kind of decide. But what I mean is, those decisions that take us out of our comfort zone, often people think that the defense mechanism is an intuition, mm-hmm. and it's uh, simply a defense mechanism, right? It's it's trying to to prevent you from going into the unknown. Well, here's a, a good example of that. If you're a coach or in the service industry, and I work with a lot of women who are in the service industry and asking for money for their services, and when they, I encourage them to raise their rates, you know, depend, demand more, higher pay, even in the corporate world, and then we get a kickback mm-hmm. or a pushback that someone says they can't afford it or someone says you're too expensive or if you're in the corporate world, your boss says, sorry, that's way out of your pay grade or out of your experience. You're not qualified yet. They think that that's intuition that, oh, I, I'm, I'm pushing too far. And see, I, my intuition's showing me that it's a sign. Your intuition is showing. Your intuition's showing me. Uh, like, it's a sign. Oh, like, this, yeah. it's, it must be a sign that I shouldn't do this or I shouldn't pursue this or I need to take a step back. And I've heard people say, they gave up on their their dream job or going for their dreams because of a setback. And they said, oh, well, my intuition told me that I need to go back to the corporate world. And it Mm, just doesn't make, that's not how the intuition works. Intuition is never pulling you backwards. It's often pushing you forward. 
That's a good point. And it's pushing you forward because it's coming from uh, what uh, some people call transpersonal psyche, Mm -hmm. the collective unconscious. Mm -hmm. So that collective unconscious, it goes beyond our personal experience. It is... It is kind of our roots and our inheritance that we're drawing from this reservoir of creativity, of inspiration, of ideas that are surging through us. Mm -hmm. And they often come through dreams or through intuition. And that idea of creativity and innovation and all those great things that our mind comes up with, it doesn't come from that little ego mind. It comes from that other place. That's right. So this definition of intuition is that it's coming from the collective unconscious, from the deeper psyche. And uh, it is not an ego decision and it's not an ego defense. It's distinct. Now, what's the benefit of uh, developing this intuition? Uh, Maybe you don't want to repeat the same patterns anymore. You don't want to be stuck uh, in the same income level, the same career level, the same relationships over and over, the same problems in your life, the same dynamics and family, uh, the same weight. Everything is all basically driven by that conditioned mind. And so when you're accessing the intuition, it's an invitation to be more and to access a greater part of yourself. So for example, if you are really intuitive, tapping into your intuition, when you're in a partnership, romantic partnership, like you and I, we often know when the other person made a shift psychologically. Wow, what happened? What were you doing earlier? Because did you, And we yeah. would talk and, oh, I felt it. I felt something shift. And you have that basically um, unconscious connection with your romantic partner. You can also have this with the people in your, your world, your career, the people on your staff, uh, people in your, your customers. If you're in the corporate world, it's your customers. But if you're a coach or if you're a thought leader, think about you having that ability to sense and feel and pick up in the room where to go, where to take people, where to teach them one-on-one coaching how do I really um, be clear and be present with this person without letting my ego get involved? How can I clearly connect to that unlimited part of myself that can reach that other person on a deeper level? And if we can reach ourselves from soul to soul, mm. each other, uh, th- that's where true awakening happens. And if you're a coach, what a great, great experience your clients have if you can really connect with them on that level. Yeah. They'll feel like you're, you're seeing a part of themselves that they, they can't see or a knowing, and that it's a deeper, deeper connection. All those and so much more, because if you're a creative person, mm-hmm. tapping into the collective unconscious through your intuition is invaluable. Mm-hmm. This is a source of ideas, of songs, music, uh, books, uh, mm. I, new ideas for coaching, for business, mm-hmm. on and on, right? It's re- very practical and very useful. So it's not, you know, a lot of people think intuition is, belongs on the left field somewhere often. <laughs> Reading tea leaves. <laughs> yeah, but it's really a very practical skill to develop. So how do we develop it? How do we develop it to a point where we know we're really connecting to our intuition. We're going to let you know after this commercial break. 
Are you passionate about personal development and empowering others and want to turn that passion into a new career? You can become a highly trained coach in our Creative Mind Life Coach Training Program. The next class begins soon, so visit us today at creativemindcoaching.com to find out more and get a free consultation. Okay, we're back and we are ready to do some, a little work on how to develop that intuition. Well, from what I'm hearing from you, Dr. Rob, mm-hmm. it means that we need to learn how to transcend the ego if we're really going yeah. to access. And it's not getting rid of the ego, but it's not identifying as the ego and being able to see, uh, have an experience of yourself outside of the ego. Yes, because if we identify powerfully and strongly with the ego, uh, we start to believe that we are this little ego, mm-hmm. and we feel very small and fragile, and uh, we need those defenses. But as you start to to realize that there's more to you than this ego mind, then you're able to tap into those deeper resources. And so how does one do that? Mm-hmm. No. That's the secret. <laughs> yeah, the secret. Well, the process that young called individuation, which obviously we can't go through the whole process on our podcast today, but it really is this process of understanding yourself, your psychology, the patterns that your ego has created, the defenses it's created. And when you know what you are, how those conditioned parts of yourself are created, and you, you could see them clearly, then you're able to see what you are, the, the ego is not, mm-hmm. which is all the other wonderful parts of ourself. Uh, we can learn it through what Jung called active imagination or visualization. We can visualize and connect with our deeper self that way. Through dreams, we can uh, I really start to listen to our dreams and understand ourselves in that way. And then meditation, just kind of meditating and, and holding the space. But one practical way I see is that we could do this really fun exercise. It's to play with our intuition, to really play and awaken this part of ourselves by, by using it. So think of a decision in your life that you have to make, a choice, that you're having a hard time. Maybe both sides seem appealing, but you're saying, I don't know what's my intuition and what's my ego. So here's a really quick exercise. Imagine that there's two doors in front of you. They're both closed. And think of one door has the letter A on it, and the second door has the letter B on it. And they're both closed. And I want you to imagine that you're looking at them right now, facing them, and then turn your back on them for a second and assign door number A to choice A and door number B to choice B. And then turn around really quickly and just watch which of those doors open first. And what will happen is immediately your mind is going to make a judgment on what door you opened. And that judgment that kicks in is your ego. So your intuition will make a a split, uh, kind of try to creep into your mind, but then the ego takes over and the defenses take over and they start to second guess what what the decisions you're making. Mm. And that's what causes the cloudiness because we're not clear. But if you understand that it's your ego that kicks in, then you'll 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 be able to separate which is my intuition and which is my ego. Mm. So you're saying uh, as you turn around, the first door that opens, that's your intuition. 
You just go with that. Mm -hmm. But then if you observe your mind, the, all the objections are going to yes. come up and say... Why wouldn't door number... Yeah. I wanted door number B to open and I don't want door number A. Mm. And so you're really checking in and watching the defenses. And what this is really key is that that de defensive dialogue that happens is what the ego's doing all the time. So if you start practicing that, you're going to notice the same old stories and excuses are going to pop in all the time. And then you're going to recognize your ego and say, oh, there it is again. It's saying you can't do it or it's not, you're not ready. Uh, take mm -hmm. your time. Don't, don't make a rash decision. That's true. And then also, Rob, you had mentioned uh, before in one of our trainings about how our brain makes a decision and how it makes it unconsciously before we're even conscious of it. Yeah, that's a, that's a whole other uh, topic, but uh, maybe we'll do a podcast on that. But essentially, the neuroscience uh, shows that uh, our brain is making decisions for us up to 10 seconds before we become conscious of that decision. Mm. So a, a simple example is you're, you're out shopping and you you want to choose between two different pairs of shoes, your brain has already made up its mind. And so when they look at the doors, what do you think that is? I, I think it's your intuition mm -hmm. uh, uh, because it, it, it is essentially flowing through us all mm -hmm. the time, but our ego covers it mm -hmm. and distorts it. And so truly the way to be free in our life is to make more conscious decisions and being able to awaken the intuition within us is really awakening our soul, awakening our deeper selves to really live our potential in life. So probably one of the most critical things we can do. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So we love this topic. If you are interested in learning more, come to our website, thecenterofjpp.com. And next week, we'll have another fun-filled episode. And please join us on our podcast page in Facebook. Just find us on From the Center with Deborah and Dr. Rob. And say hello to us. Let us know what topics you are interested in. And we'll see you on the next show. See you soon. Take care.